You all know that when I was, um, I was young, there was a, a few people that influenced my life, but one particular time, I was about six years old, I remember this guy, his name is Daryl, and uh, I've told this story, I think, once before, maybe twice, I don't know. But like every little boy, you always like those older boys, like to run around, and if they do something, you do it with them, and this guy, Daryl, we've been out in the smokehouse, if y'all don't know what a smokehouse is, Google it, but we've been out by the smokehouse, and, and uh, that's old, isn't it? We didn't use them, and uh, the smokehouse isn't where you light up. Uh, smokehouse is where they would cure meat, all right? Those of you don't know, but we went out to the smokehouse, and, and we encountered a, a big group of wasps, and these wasps are there, and, and so Daryl goes, man, I don't know how to handle those. I said, okay. So I followed him. We went to the other shed, and he got a, a pan of gas. He had a small container with a long handle on it, so he didn't get it on him. And he poured the gas on it and in the, in the container. Well, I was so excited because we were going to watch all those waspers just melt and, and all this going to happen to them. And, and I got way back behind Daryl. Daryl was right there, and I stood back here. But what I didn't realize is when he throws them with a handle... And he went to throw it on the, on the waspers and went straight back, and it landed right in my eyes. Well, I've been told that that was a little dramatic when I was a kid, and I was screaming and running, and probably blindness, and I, I can just imagine how sad it was to watch me running around there. But you know, I ever would have followed him if I had known the side effects of following. And every one of us are influenced in a variety of ways. Little subtle things, little things someone may insinuate, someone may say, and you kind of go along. Just even go along with the crowd many times. There's many influences that come into your life. Peer pressure. When will peer pressure ever stop? When will peer pressure ever stop? It's amazing. We always often think of it as kids at school, and, but it's not. It's even kids. It's even us. When we're out in the world, we're out and about, and we allow things to affect us to be like other people because we think they have it together. They have all the answers. When will this, when will we, when this happens, what do we submit to? What are we submitting to? Even great, great people are full, and, are full and they fall into peer pressure. Friends ask you to go places to do things you normally don't do, you normally don't go, you normally don't say, and you still give in. What is it that makes it so important to be accepted and, and to follow along with what everybody else says? There was a king, and if you go with me in your Bibles to um, First Chron- Second Chronicles chapter 18, we have a story of a king, and his name was Jehoshaphat. He was the son of Asa, and you know, they were very faithful. Asa and Joseph had had a reputation of being very godly and, and, and not allowing things to go on in Israel that, 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 that other people, the kings had done. And so he had a certain standard that he was committed to. Second Chronicles chapter 18, verse 1. I know many of you people in here listen to uh, Stephen Furtick quite often. What? What? Anyway, but when you listen to Stephen Furtick and his shirts that are too short or too small and too tight and his jeans are too tight. and Anyway, you listen to Stephen Furtick and I listen to him too. But he still uses a Bible. Now, I tried to give me an iPad and sharpen it up and I just wasn't proficient enough. So I still use paper and the regular Bible. And um, 
but, but I want to uh, talk to you about holy alliances. You see, when you connect and you join hands with people that are of a different standard of living or different expectations that, that the people think about them, and you let them into your life and you begin to mimic them, then they begin to influence you. And even though you don't even know it, even from the outside, God will look at you with the same influences. So we have the Second Chronicles chapter 18 and verses 1. Now Jehoshaphat had riches and honor and abundance and joined, and joined affinity with Ahab. And after certain years, he went down to Ahab, to, to Samaria. So Ahab killed sheep and oxen for him in abundance and for the people that he had with him and persuaded him to go up with him to Ramoth Gilead. Ahab, king of Israel, said to Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, will thou go with me there? And he answered, and he answered him, I am, I am as thou art, and my people are as thy people, and we will be at war in thee. And I want to stop here. You may not understand, but one time Israel was separated, and they had two different kings. Had a, the tribe of Judah was by itself. It's, it's kind of a standalone. <clears throat> the rest of the tribes were with Israel. And there was a king of Israel, and his name was Ahab. And if you know anything about Ahab, you didn't want any dealings with Ahab. He was crooked. He was manipulative. His wife's name was Jezebel. There were things about him that were very influential in a negative way. And even by even associating with him, he was lowering his standards. And we may, we may often think of, of reasons why. Go to the first Kings. I'm just going to touch on this. Second Kings chapter 16. First Kings chapter 16. Verse 33. But he had made a grove, and Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel that were before him. I wanted to say that it's important. How many of us have allowed ourselves at times to be in association with other people that negative influences in our life? It may be a subtle thing, and it may be cool, and they may be funny, and they may be all these things, but they have negative connotations with their relationship with them. You know the story about me when I was in sixth grade and I started hanging around a guy and found rolling papers in my closet and they weren't, it doesn't matter, no, I don't, didn't do drugs, but they were his. And, but my mom gave me a very important uh, little bit of advice. She said, you got to be careful who you're running with because you'll be just as guilty by association as you are by doing it yourself. And so this king was known for his rebellion, his attitude. And there was another king, his name is Jehoshaphat. A man who was thought of highly. People regarded him quite highly and respected him. The nature of King Ahab was going to corrupt the, li the lifestyle in many ways in Jehoshaphat. Constant opposition with Elijah, Ahab had. There was, a, there was a time when God didn't rain, didn't let it rain, and Elijah had prayed for three years, and it was because of the exact actions of Ahab. And because of many things Ahab had done, it, it had caused him to, to work against him and prophesied against him. Jezebel was the biggest one he allowed to, done, allowed to do. The reason I want to say this is you may not be a king, you may not be powerful, you may not be a lot of things. But you can let the thing, you can think the steam of letting someone with you know with character to come into your life and have influence on you. Now, it may not make you be evil, but they can make your whole association with them become one that has a tainted view of it. Go to Psalms 1, verse 137.
Psalms 137. I talked about this in our threshold class Wednesday night. This is a very difficult time in Israel. They were taken into slavery, and, and I don't know, you may think of little slavery, and, and this was, but many times people were in slavery to things that they've associated with, with people they've associated with, people they've allowed to influence them. And this is the thing that happened here in Psalms, one, verse one, chapter one, oh boy, chapter 137, verse one. By the rivers of Babylon we sat there, yea, we wept and we remember not Zion. We hanged our harps upon the willows of the trees. And I began to think about them. If it was me, I, I would be pretty discouraged. Everything taken, running out from under me, and I no longer had my family, and I was abandoned, and, and a lot of things was going on there. And the one who wrote this, this chapter was a guy by the name of Jeremiah. You may have heard about him in the past. But he was the one who wrote this uh, particular psalms. There was a lot of different authors in psalms. But, but he wrote this one, and he said something very specific in this, in this verse we're sharing. It said that they sat down, and when I thought, when they sit down, what happens when you sit down? They were discouraged, but they were there at the rivers of Babylon. They sat there, and they no longer wanted to do anything. Their hearts were heavy, and they, were, they seemed overwhelmed. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter who you are. When you allow someone to influence you, when you get involved and you join hands with them, you are allowing them into your life. You are allowing them into your life, like Jeroboam did. So they discouraged. There, were pro there was no progress. There was no ambition in their life. In their life, and then also they wept. We wept. They were sorrowful. They lost all hope. They had no direction. We remembered Zion. And I remember I watched these shows, maybe old shows or whatever, and, and people taken out of their, their river, their people taken out of their country and, and, and new places and all these things run through their mind. I wish we had it like we used to have. It so reminds me often of, of Egypt. Whenever the Israelites left there, many of them referred back to that, and it was a form of oppression. They sat there, and they remember Zion no more where they had come from. Their environment was so different. They were so depressed. And the last thing it is that they hang their harps upon the willows. And when, when someone said they want to hang it up, and how many of us have ever said we want to hang it up? wanted to quit, they lost their song, they had no reason to sing, and they wanted to give up. You may be here this morning, you've been through a ton, a ton of things in life, a ton of things in life. It'd be easy for you just to not, not care and to simply give up. I want you to go to another passage, it's in the book of Daniel chapter 1. You ever notice that the devil has, uh, well, let me just ask you this. If any of you have had a past, anybody ever had a past? If you ever had a past, you notice that the, the past, it started with something very small, very small. And it wasn't near, near as overwhelming in some ways as, as where it led you to. But every one of you, when you begin to have this, this thing began to influence you and this person began to influence you, or this, this thing began to influence you, it was very subtle. Oh, it's no big deal. I can handle it on my own. When we go to the book of Daniel in chapter 1, and they've just taken to a new country. 
Daniel and a few of the other Jewish boys, or a lot of the other Jewish boys, but children in whom was no blemish, they were well favored, they were skillful in all wisdom and cunning knowledge and science, understanding science, such as the ability to them to stand in the king's palace, whom they might teach the learning and tongue of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and, with what, and the wine that the king drank, so nourishing them three years, that is, that at the end of their thereof they might stand before the king let me tell you what happened israel had been invaded they'd be taken uh, a lot of the young men had been taken out of that country and they were taken to a new country because they were very intellectual and they were great leaders and also they were royalty had a royal bloodline and they were committed to the eunuchs and in in turn they were turned into eunuchs and they went there and they were submissive to these people over them but i want you to notice let me just look my nose um capture for reasoning and the Intellect, 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 and they returned into eunuchs, subtle as a meal. Now look at verse 5 says, and they were given the king's provision. And many of us may not think that something as little as a provision was that big a deal. But when you think about David, I mean, think about Daniel, he knew there was a, a part of it that wasn't right. And though it was always so great for their learning and maybe for their brain power, but he had a, a certain... He had a certain set of standards that he wouldn't have, that he wouldn't allow that to his life. Verse 8. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defy himself with the king's portion of the king's, <clears throat> the king's meat, nor the wine which he drank. Wherefore requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. And the God got him, gave him the favor with the tender love of the prince of the eunuchs. And the prince of the eunuchs said, Daniel, I'm, I fear the Lord my king, who hath appointed your meat and your drink. Why should he see your faces worse than the children, than the children are like? Going over to verse 12. Prove thy servants, I beseech thee, ten days. Let, us, let them give us pulse to eat and water to drink. To let our countenances be looked upon before. Let us let our countenances be looked upon before, and the countenance of the children which eat the portion of the king's meat, as thou seest, when deal with thy servants. So he considered to this matter to prove them ten days. What if Daniel had taken everything and, and got involved in everything that the that their new authority had been? The new authority in their life said, You have to do this, you have to do that. But you have to, you have to take of this meat. And, you, and if you know anything about the Chaldeans, they, they ate sacrificial meat. There were uh, a variety of things that the Jews were not allowed to eat. And they said, you ever have a day you just can't get your thinking too straight? But Daniel didn't. And that's all that matters. See, the rest of the story is like this. His countenance looked better than everybody else's. And he was different because of what he stood for, what he represented. Kept his conditions and kept his convictions. Did only do the things that he allowed to be done. And God honored his convictions. And God honored his very life. One thing I've noticed that through the years is there's a lot of different people out there. and A lot of different things influence them. 
But also notice that the people who stand for what is right, and they're not easily influenced. They're not easily manipulated. They're not easily to jump off and to get involved in what everybody else does. They were the people that have been set apart. And there's something that goes with that. There's an honor that goes with their way of living. Then in chapter 2, we see that the Jews, God had blessed in a variety of ways, and they had sought God for an answer to these things. And, and Daniel himself had, had prayed for a, uh, an answer to this dream that the king had had. He gave him the dream, and the Lord honored it. And so the people were beginning to understand the Jews had something to offer. I'm going to go to the last part of this, chapter 3. Satan always uses uh, always uses subtle ways to try to get us out of our standing. Then if he can't get it by subtle ways, he'll do something real loud and embarrass you. Every one of you. And the king built a, a big image, a golden image of himself, and it was made out of gold, and everyone was, was supposed to bow down and worship it. And when they piled, began to play the music, this great music would play, and they, they all knew that it was time to go bow down and worship this golden image. And there was three guys that were kind of respected by everyone else in the whole country. Let me say this. They were disrespected. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we're not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods and worship the golden image which thou hast set up. When somebody tries to influence you, it doesn't mean it's like a, an image itself, a Buddha going down to Peking, sending Chinese, you have to bow down to the Buddha image there. But it is something that, <clears throat> shouldn't have said that. Something they weren't willing to do at any price, even at costing their life. Verse 20 through 23. They were, they were thrown into the fiery furnace in verse 24, 25. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste and said unto his counselors, Did we not cast three men into the midst of the fiery furnace? And they said, True, O king. And he answered, So lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire and have no hurt. The form of the fourth one is like the Son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spake, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and you servants of the Most High, come forth and come out. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth out of the midst of the fire. Isn't it amazing that they did something that they thought was, they answered the Lord. We're not going to answer Nebuchadnezzar. We're not going to be uh, hesitant in answering this. We're going to die. We're willing to go in and do it if that was what the Lord would rather us do. But I want you to notice the impact of a decision. The impact of a decision, not a compromise on what we would have considered normal, produces great results. We often think that this stuff in the Old Testament and the Bible is just so far-fetched. It's so hard to believe it can be anything in my life would ever matter. I think about young moms and young dads. Friend, it is the little things that you allow or don't allow that makes all the difference. Because it's the little things you don't consider in your life that makes the difference. 
A kid you, where kids will watch you, even those kids that you have influence in when they're small. They have a great respect for you for why you believe, and they expect out of you. And then the, the key to this is verse 27. When the princes, governors, and captains, the king's, king's counselors, being gathered together, saw these men whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was the hair of their hair singed, neither was the, the coach changed, nor the smell, smell of fire had passed them. Man. Do we have the same effect? Do we have this smell of smoke on us? Is our hair singed? Is our, is our clothes discolored from the intense heat? The pressure that other people puts on us. Do it? Does it? I've looked at a lot of a lot of people. I was in Walmart the other day with Tyson, Friday or Saturday. I'm gonna look at you now, maybe I can keep my thoughts. A guy that Tyson went to high school with. And when I seen him, at least looked at least at 40 years of age. 40 years. And he's only 30. I began who he shows to hang around to, who he's, who he's chose to let influence him because we're all influenced. And the effects of his life have been huge. And the effects of your life are huge. I said this Thursday night, I'm going to say it again now. Even in the church, even in this church, now, generations in the past, but especially so now, we cannot allow any compromise to come into our life. Doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter how you live, you can't allow any compromise because especially when you begin to I'm going to say from our church. As a church in a whole, there's a lot of things that are different. But there's not a thing of compromise in the church. There's no smoke. There's no fire. There's no results on my body physically because of the bad things we have done. But I'll tell you this. We'll allow influences in our life to affect us. It affects many others the same. I'd like you to bow your heads with me if you could. influences on our lives are very critical 
you may have wondered about these people. They don't live like us today. They live in a time when we are. The, the friends, the effects of the wrong compromise in any of our lives is devastating. Because they don't stop at that one. It goes to another, and then another, and then another. 